Hello, it's Reading with Finest. It's me, Finest, from Reading with Finest. I'll be your host today. Uh, I'm reading Hungry Tigerists, Buddhist myths and tales and whatnot. Today's story is The Great King Goodness. This is like four pages. This is a real long read for me. Uh, let's go ahead and get to it. Oh yeah, follow me at Finest Does the Art to see me do illustration stuff. All right. <clears throat> Once long ago, when Barmeta reigned in Barnese, the Buddha came to life as the child of the queen. They named him Silavia, or Goodness. Prince Goodness, he was called. When he was 16, his father, the king, died, and he became king in his place. King Goodness. His fact his first act as king was to have six platforms built from which to, to distribute gifts. One at each of the city's four gates, north, south, east, and west. One at the city center and one at the palace's gates. Uh, <clears throat> from each of these, he regularly distributed money, medicine, food, silks, and jewels to all those who came. He regarded all the people with such love, kindness, loving kindness that he felt towards each one of them as a parent feels towards a beloved only child. Now, at one time, it was discovered that a certain minister of king goodness had taken from himself, I mean, wait, had taken for himself money set aside by the king for the poor. The man, the king also learned, mistreated all who entered who tried to question him about it, using not only harsh words, but dealing out blows as well. King Goodness spoke to the minister and reasoned with him, but the minister simply denied it all. I have done no wrong, he exclaimed, and will not remain here to be mistreated. Gathering his wealth, he left the kingdom and crossed the borders into the neighboring land of Kos Koslala. Kosala. And there he rose in influence and the power until he was the king's advisor. One day the minister said to the king of Kosala, Sire, the city of Barnese is like a ripe honeycomb, easy in the taking. Its wealth is great. Its king, feeble. Send your soldiers into the city. Take the palace, the treasure, the treasure, the treasury, all. The king has no force to withstand you. His goodness has made him weak, but the king of Koslal was suspicious. You have left Bernese only recently yourself, he said. You are a spy for king goodness. Yes, I see it all now. This is a ruse to destroy me. Upon entering the city, my forces will be ambushed. You are not conspiring with king goodness. No, sire. No, exclaimed the minister. Never. Really, said the king. Do you take me for such a naive simpleton? I can see it all. I tell you, and I think that perhaps a little torture will bring out the truth for all to see. Guards? Sire, explained the minister. Please, wait. If you doubt me, just send me a raiding party across the border. Let, let them attack an outlying village of King Goodness's realm. Then see what he will do. So, a raiding part will sent. After robbing, beating, burning, and looting, they were at last captured by King Goodness's soldiers, brought to Barney's, and set before the king. My children, asked King Goodness, why have you done such terrible things? 
Why have you robbed and beaten others? Why have you burned their homes? We were hungry, they said. We need money. And we were paid to do it. My children said, King Goodness, if you need food, money, clothing, whatever, come to me in the future and I will give it to you. You need not harm others. Such actions only harm yourselves. After giving gifts to the astonished men, he set them free. As you see, sire, said the evil hearted minister, when those men had returned, Barnese is a honeycomb, a ripe plum. The king is in intoxicated with his own goodness he has no power to resist attack my lord and take the kingdom from the hands of this weakling wait king of coleslaw no not so fast we shall try this again so another raiding party was sent closer yet to the capital again violence was done and again these men were captured and brought before the king goodness my children he asked why have you done these things and again, the man said, why? We needed money. We were paid to do it. And we were paid to do it, you know. Then King Goodness again said, come to me in the future and I will help you. But do not harm others. By such actions, you grievously harm yourselves. And giving them gifts, he allowed these men too to return to their homes unharmed. You see, sire, said the minister, didn't I tell you? He is a weakling and a fool. Attack. Wait, said the king, suspicious still. Third time tells all. So yet a third group of men was sent. And this time they struck in the heart of the kingdom on the very street of the Barneys. And yet once again, even they returned telling the same tale. They too had been given, given gifts by King Goodness and released. Satisfied at last, the king goodness was indeed satisfied at last that king goodness was indeed a thoroughly good king. The king Kosala, king of Kosala, raised his army, mounted his war elephant, and set off to capture the ripe golden honeycomb that was Barnese. That afternoon. As King Goodness sat upon his throne with his legs carved like those of an antelope, he turned to, to his bodyguard, one of a thousand champions standing there. Each of those men was unbeaten, was an unbeaten warrior, loyal, strong, and disciplined. And King Goodness said, my children, it is war. I can feel it. You must be prepared. And those 1,000 champions shouted, give us the order, Lord, and we will destroy any army. We will drive them back, take their king ca captive, and secure our borders. But King Goodness said, no violence, my, my children, none. Let them enter the kingdom. Let them enter the city. Let them enter the palace. And yes, even come into the throne room itself. But you must be prepared. No one shall lift a hand of violence. Is that understood? And those mighty warriors, so strong in their discipline and their dedication to their great king, uh, to their great good king all to a man answered yes got you king 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 get it king and the king is like yeah look at me he's like all right let's let these people in all right then the army of the king of uh ko salah entered the land and none opposed them 
They marched into the city of Barnese. No army of warriors stopped them. They mounted the steps of the palace and shattered the great bronze doors. Still, no weapon was raised against them. They marched into the marble throne room of the great King Goodness. There sat a King Goodness on, on his golden throne, surrounded by his 1,000 champions. Remember, no violence, my children, cautioned the king. No thoughts of anger or hatred. Let thoughts of charity and love only fill your hearts. And even as the men of Kol Salah laid rough hands upon him, he cautioned his champions over and over. No violence, my children. None. And so great was the discipline of those 1,000 champions that not even one broke forth in anger to destroy the enemy host. Then the great King Goodness and his 1,000 champions were all brought to the great brought to the graveyard the weapons were taken from them and all were buried up to the neck in the earth the ground was stumped around them and as the sun set they were abandoned there darkness fell the night grew chill towards midnight uh fruit fruit of shapes gathered pacing nervously in the shadows the jackals had come to devour fresh corpses as they slunk toward the king goodness said to his men let your hearts be filled with only love and charity, my children. More powerful than any weapon is the desire for goodness. When the jackals came close, the king and his men gave a great shout. And once the jackals turned and fled in terror, but after a time when nothing more happened, they returned and drew closer again. Then once more, the king goodness and his men gave a great shout. And once more, the jackals fled in fear. But again, finding no one giving chase, they once more crept near then for the third time the king and his men raised their cry but this time the jekyll's leader barked these are only prisoners com uh, condemned men trapped and helpless let us go forward and devour them and this time they came on and did not turn away king goodness could see the jekyll leader padding forward ears erect it stopped sniffed the air cautiously then came on again in the brightness of the moon's light, in its eyes, wait, in, in the brightness of the moon's light, its eyes glittered and its teeth gleamed. The king goodness raised his head, exposing his throat as if seeking a quick and easy death. The jackal king, sniffing cautiously, came closer still. Then, seeing no danger, it lunged forward, but before its teeth could grab, grip, the king goodness grabbed the fur of the jackal's throat with his own teeth and held tight. Terrified, the Jekyll King lunged this way and that, struggling to break free. It pulled and tugged de desperately back and forth and from side to side, moving the king as it did so and loosening the earth around him. The wild scrambling of his claws dug up and loosened the soil even more. At last, the Jekyll King broke free and ran off, howling into the night, followed by his pack. Then King Goodness, rocking back and forth in the loosened soil, broke the hold of the earth, which he had been stumped down around. He worked his arms free and at last climbed up out the burial, gro burial ground, free. Then he worked to free his companions. As each man was released, he too worked to free the others. So in short time, all men, all 1,000 men were free again. Now, as it should happen, a corpse had been left laying in the graveyard, extending across the territory of two goblins. Each goblin claimed the greater portion of that, of that corpse as his own. Their argument grew more heated, worse and worse. Then at the point of coming to blows, one of these two goblins said, 
in this graveyard stands King Goodness, a truly righteous man. Let us bring the corpse to him. He will divide it fairly to, uh, for us. And to this, the other goblin agreed. Dragging the corpse by a foot, they approached the king. And they approached King Goodness and asked him for his help. Certainly, said the king, but I am, as you see, covered with dirt. I must bathe first. Then, just like that, with their magical powers, the goblins made the king's own golden bath filled with scented water appear straight from the palace where they, the, that usurper king slept. Uh, they brought it magically through the air. When King Goodness was cleaned and refreshed, the goblins brought his own robes to him, that very robes which had laid out for that upsurring king of Kosala. They brought him perfumes in a golden casket uh, and garlands of fresh flowers laid out on ivory fans. Then the goblins asked if there was anything else he might require. Well, said King Goodness, I am hungry. And just like that, at once, fresh cooked rice flavored with the choicest curries and the finest spices and herbs lay on the golden plate before him. The goblins also brought his own golden cup filled with rose-scented uh, water for him to drink straight from the usurper's table. Then King Goodness, well satisfied, had one more request. My sword, he said, rests by the pillow of my bed. Bring it and I will now fulfill your request. At once the great sword appeared. Then King Goodness set the corpse upright and with a single stroke split it perfectly. The goblins were overjoyed. The king watched the blade and gritted it on his sword. <clears throat> the goblins ate their fill, and when they were done, glad, glad of their heart, glad of heart and filled with gratitude, they asked King Goodness if there was not something else they might yet do for him. If you would set me in my bedchambers where the usurper lies, and also bring my men into the palace, I would be well satisfied, said King Goodness. In an instant, it was done. King Goodness stood once again in, the, in his own bedchamber and looked down upon the sleeping form of the usurper, the king of Kol Salah. And, uh, then, rising his sword, he struck the sleeping king upon his side with the flat of the blade. The king of Kol Salah awoke and saw by the light of the lamp burning there, his enemy, King Goodness, or his ghost, standing beside him, sword in hand. And the king, Akosala, uh, was terrified. Summoning his courage, he asked, are you, the, are you man or ghost? Man, answered King Goodness, even as you are. How did you enter? It is impossible, said the king of Kosala. The gates are guarded. The doors are barred. The halls are patrolled. What's, what's more, you were left as food for the jekylls. Yet you stand here, sword in hand, robbed in splendor. The king goodness told the whole story in all its detail. Then the heart of the king of Kosala was moved, and he cried aloud, Sir, this is wonder wondrous. I called myself a man was blessed with a man's shape, with a man's heart and mind. Yet for all that, I did not know the worth of your goodness. While even these blood drinkers, these eaters of Karin flesh knew it. I will never plot against you again. I swear it. Then he swore an oath of friendship with King Goodness, swore it on his own sword, and he begged too. 
for the king's forgiveness. Then he had King Goodness lie down in safety upon his own bed of state. While he stood by the doorway, guarding the great king from danger. When the morning came, the king of Kosala had the drums sounded and gathered all his men. Then in full sight of his army and all the people, he announced, I thought I was a great king and that this man here, the king of Barnese, was a weakling and a fool. But in one night, all is changed. My only concern was for power. My only re my only recourse is violence and war. But King Goodness is far greater. The forces of heaven and of earth are on his side. That is greatness indeed. Then turning to King Goodness, he said, you are king. You king. Oh, yeah. And he was dancing. It was great. <clears throat> great king. Rule in peace. My men and I shall keep watch over your borders. I will use my might to protect your realm as well as my own. And passing sentence on the treacherous minister, he departed with his army of men and his war elephants back to his own land. Seated in splendor upon the, his golden throne, with legs carved like those of an antelope, beneath a great white parcel, the king goodness looked with joy upon his people and upon his 1,000 mighty men. If I had not remained true, he said to himself, if I had not preserved fearlessly in goodness, both the people of my own kingdom as well as those of the kingdom of Salah would have suffered greatly. At this moment, with joy, uh, what joy arises in me? How could any victory gained through violence of war or war compare with it? And speaking from his heart, he said to the assembled people, never doubt it. Effort and goodness will be rewarded. Even if you don't see how it may work out, persist in goodness. The fruit of such uh, perseverance is sweet indeed. Just like getting through that word perseverance, that is worth it. Because once you get it out, ah, that was a really good story. You know what? You know what? No one died that I know of. Let me think about it. Did someone die? No, that, that, that uh, minister was beating people, but... He didn't, he didn't kill anyone. There was one corpse, but it was already dead. It was already a corpse. So no one died. And I like this story. Look at me. I think, I think reading all this uh, enlightening things is, is rubbing off on me. I don't know if I care so much for death and destruction like I thought I did. Wow. Ah. Tear. Now, I really like it. Um, and there's that one part where it's like, okay, these people are are dead they're buried you know they're they're they're, they're done for and say that's re unrealistic that you know he bites a jekyll's neck and they be able to pull out but you know what i think is unrealistic the fact that you can go three days um or two days in a row i think it was three days of going there and having this thing happen and the king like i, I feel like that was a little unrealistic i'm like three days you know come on like second day okay now, not that I'm suspicious that we'll get like um, taken over or anything, but I, I I would think I would go. Let's go talk to this king and see what's going on. Um, but who knows? Uh, the story altogether though was still good, and, and the 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 moral is still the same, which is stick to goodness, stick to again your your the goodness discipline and having good faith in people 
and saving life and caring about life, like truly caring about life, like caring about life like it's your own child, like how he cared about everyone, like they were his own child. Um, having that mindset really does help out in the long run. It saves a lot of lives in that sense, like letting them come over and taking the kingdom rather than fighting for it uh, saves so many lives, <clears throat> which, is, which is great. Let's go ahead and read the commentaries of this. This remarkable Gandhian tale of transformative power of active nonviolence closely follows with some adaptation the Palajakita text. The scene of the king's meeting with the goblins and the corpse adds an entirely unexpected yet fantasizing and very Indian dimension to the story. The conclusion addressing the rewards of persistence and goodness are reminiscent of the conclusion of the brave little parrot who persists in goodness not knowing how he can possibly succeed, yet he does. While this kind of story may seem preposterous, like some native uh, naive fairy tale, it has the power nonetheless to touch us deeply. Perhaps this is because it draws so clearly upon mythic archetypes, wishful, uh, wish, fulfilling territory of the psychic territory common to us all. Stories are not true the way history is true. They are not true about what simply happened at one time or one place. They are true of the way of things in all places and times. They are as true as our most constant wishes and dreams. They speak for what we hope may be and thus give us an accurate picture of the often unrealized dreams of the human heart. In stories then, if not in life, we can fulfill the deepest wishes and make them real. And then, too, there is the reality of Gandhi's nonviolent triumph in India. And I mean, at the conclusion of this story, the Buddha reveals that Davidatta, which I mean, was the evil minister, the 1,000 heroes, his, the Buddha's persistent disciples, the king goodness himself, the Buddha, like the story, give it all you've got. The telling of the Jakita was uh, occasioned by a, monk's, by a monk's temporary loss of faith. Yeah, you know, second on that, too, is just like, um, what was I thinking? I was reading that. Um, caring about people, goodness. Can't exactly remember. Dang, I was reading it and I was like, oh, I gotta bring this up. I should have said it while I was reading, you know? Dang. Uh, the human heart. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, because I'm also reading the, the Dalai Lama book as well, and they they talk a lot about you know th this believing in the greater good and, and believing in goodness. You may not even see it in this life. You know, that's a lot of the the I think belief in it and understanding is that you're spreading goodness truly because you want it for the greater good of humanity, not for yourself, not to see it for your change today necessarily, but that. You putting this uh, goodness out is going to spread, and other people are going to do good, and it's going to do good for the greater good in the future. Um, 
And, you know, I, I like that. I like that mentality because if you fall into the other side of, well, everyone else is taking advantage. Everyone else is trying to get a piece of their pie. Let me get a piece of my pie, too. That also spreads. And, and then we get into this place where it's always like that. And, you know, I, 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 that's, that's not balance, you know. There's always going to be some good people out there. And I like to be on the good side. Not saying the people that fall into the side of, oh, I'm going to get mine side are bad. But um, if they can give up their power a bit, uh, they'll get more power. And the only way I can get them to understand that is show them by giving them joy and kindness and, and part of you and your power. Uh, so that's great. All right. Uh, follow me on Finest Does the Art. Thank you for reading with Finest or listening to Finest Read. So maybe it's not reading with Finest. It's listening while Finest reading. Hmm. Boop-a-doop-doop. Doop-doop-doop-boop. See ya. <laughs>